It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Oh, it is a classic. It is a Kiwi classic, but also the ring walk for the number six UFC flyweight contender, Kai Kara France. I did say via the States. Well, it is via the States, now via MIQ in Christchurch, and he joins us right now. Morning, Kai. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just uh, day day four and in my queue with the family, my my wife and my son. So counting down the day so I can go celebrate with the family and um, finally get some good food in me. How? <laughs> what? You didn't have good food in that little break in Hawaii at all? <laughs> no, we we definitely been eating good, but you know you miss a home cooked meal and and um, all the all that good stuff. Well, congratulations, first of all, on that, that, that cracking knockout of Kobe Gabrant, excuse me, the other day. But now, and you said you wanted to go, you know, I'm a title contender, I'm a title contender. You didn't get exactly what you wanted, but man, uh, unbeaten Asgar Askarov on March 27. How excited are you about this? Yeah, it's, I guess it's the next, the next best thing, not getting a title fight, but um, pretty much this is the number one contender fight, so... When it came across the table, I just said, I'll put on hold, I'll go have a little break in Hawaii, celebrate with the family. And then when I got back to New Zealand, uh, yeah, we, we got the deal uh, all done. So it's actually going to be on my birthday, March 26th in America. That's when we'll be fighting. So, um, you know, what a great way to, to celebrate a birthday than getting a highlight reel knockout and, and getting a title shot. So just carrying on this momentum from my last fight, you know, fighting a former champion and being on one of the biggest cards of the year, um, making a statement and uh, making people recognise that, you know, I am a contender. And, um, yeah, now we just pick up where we left off, 2022, busy year, but uh, going to start out the best way. What's changed with Kaikara France? I mean, the confidence oozing out of your pores is, is unbelievable. You know, you had, you've had a couple of losses and you come back and start just showing people that you can knock people out. What has changed in the way you approach fights now? Um, I guess it's yeah, the combination of things, but you know, you've got to believe you're the champ before you become the champ. So um, it's just the mindset that uh, I've been working on, obviously training with world, world champions at my gym, Israel and, and Alex, um, and, and under our head coach, Eugene Berman. It just it's a, it, you know, comes off you. It's contagious, that kind of mindset. And um, just, yeah, just that self-belief. I work a lot with um, a sports psychologist, David Neath, as well as our breeding coach, David Wood. And it's all, you know, connected, um, channeling all of that stuff and controlling what you can. And now you're seeing all of that work um, in my fights, the lead-up to it. There's no, you know, doubt. There's no self-doubt. There's no second-guessing yourself. Once you step in the ring, it's just you and your opponent. doesn't matter if they're a former champ, if they're what, what, what they've done in the sport. Um you know what you bring to the table so 
uh, yeah, just that self-belief is the difference as well as I'm a father now as well. You know, I'm providing for my family and uh, being being a role model for my son. That was his first ever event um, and um, it couldn't have gone any better than being in the stadium as well as my wife. And yeah, just, just channeling all that support from back home, you know, I definitely felt it when on fight week and on fight night, I knew everyone back home was watching. And, uh, you know, when I when I win, we win. So I know I made a lot of people money back home. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> two, two important things you mentioned there, right? First of all, uh, being a dad. The second, being able to focus and channel everything in. So let's, let's start with that focus. You mentioned you have a breathing coach as well, which fascinates me. How hard is it to get to the point of basically having tunnel vision going into the octagon? Yeah, it's something you've got to work on a lot, being present and uh, just staying calm under, like, you know, all the bright lights, all the pressure around you, but not feeling any of that. Just, yeah, staying, staying focused. And we do a lot of stuff in the pool, like uh, breathwork. Uh, we're doing a lot of, uh, I guess, integrating um, what deep um, freedivers would be doing underneath the water, staying um, calibrated, calibrating their breathing and staying relaxed, because if they don't, then you're not going to be able to stay under the water for longer. So our coach, uh, David Wood, come up with a system for high performance, which was integrated into the city kickboxing uh, program. So, you know, something that we've had to evolve and adapt with the sport, combat sports, you know. Um, from when I first started, it's it's always evolving and you got to keep up with the sport, otherwise you get left behind. So you got to, you know, and uh, take all these um, new ideas and new techniques and... and Use it in your trainings and uh, in your system. And it, you know, my last camp, uh, we were we were in Auckland and we were in a lockdown for three three to four months. So I didn't even have a gym for my last camp. And you saw the product that uh, what I could do. So for this next fight, you know, uh, gym's back open and, and we're we're back to normal um, normal things. So yeah, I can't wait to just get back in there. I know the boys are going to be um, deep in their camps already. You know, Israel Bloods and Carlos are getting ready for their fights in February. So. It'll be a cool atmosphere to get back into where where um, everyone's just you know guns blazing um, deep into their into the last weeks of their camp. So I'll just be picking up where they're, where they're about to head off, and and I'll just uh, continue that momentum. So yeah, just p- picking and choosing all these new these new coaches and. Uh, yeah, using it for uh, to a full advantage. Kai, can I just probe a little deeper on the whole water breathing thing? Because I just wonder, A, are you naturally a water person? And B, does it actually bring the element of fear and overcoming fear of holding your breath and breathing underwater? Is that part of the training aspect and, and of being able to focus and, and eliminate the fear factor? Yeah, it's, it's more of... Um Using, uh, I guess, water as the resistance to stay calm. So, when you're before you even get um, go under the water, you're, you're trying to stay get as as re- relaxed and into that um, relaxed mindset straight away. And then when you're at the bottom of the pool, that's the pro- probably most peaceful place because you don't have to think about anything but right then in that moment. So, when you're mm-hmm. walking out to the octagon or when you're in a submission and you have to stay relaxed otherwise you're going to start to hyperventilate Um, and then in in between the rounds you only have one minute you know you've been taught all your life in in sport just breathe just breathe but if you don't know how to breathe properly you're not going to maximise that one minute so um, you know we've done a lot of that obviously not going to give away all our secrets but you know, you, you've really been working hard on all of these things to um, maximise 
that one percent advantage because at the top top level that makes all the difference. So um, yeah, I know my opponent's not doing what we're doing, um, and um, that's where all the confidence comes from. When I when I get on that flight to wherever we're fighting in Vegas or halfway across the world, um, you know I've, I know I've ticked all the boxes. I've done you know all the work in the gym, all the extra work, the strength training, the breathing training, the, the mental training. Uh, so now it's just the fun part, you know. When I step in there, I'm I'm not, you know, the 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 son, the brother, the father. I'm the Superman version of myself, which is I channel my Tupon and my Maori uh, warrior spirit, and um, yeah, I I channel all of that. And when I get in there, yeah, it's it's a different different part. Kyle, the way you've explained it makes complete sense, and I also understand that being a father, being one myself, uh, what that means. But when you when you're up against just someone who comes out of the Khabib gym, who'll probably want to get you onto the ground, how do you then train for that? Because you like to stand up and knock them down. Well, you know, every fight starts standing, so straight away we're in my ballpark. He's got to get me to the ground, and once we get to the ground, he's got to keep me there. So. You know, I pride myself having one of the best scrambles in the UFC. You know, you can see that, you can see the track record. Um, people that have got me down, um, they can't keep me there, and I, I don't stay there for long. So, I welcome it. You know, I want to see the best, the best version of um, Askar Askarov. I want to see him, what he brings to the table. He's got a few decisions um, on his record. You know, he's undefeated, uh, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm willing to, you know. Um, stop his undefeated record and, and uh, you know, take his spot. He's number two. When this, when this fight came across the table, you know, I did say that to the UFC I wanted a title fight, uh, but then also I'm not going to just sit around and wait for something to happen. I'm going to go out and take it. So when they offered me this fight, you know, I just jumped on it. I said, why not? You know, I'm fit with no injuries. Let's just do it again. So uh, 11 weeks to prepare for this. It's going to be in front of a crowd in Columbus, Ohio. So that's what the fights need. They need to be in front of crowds. It doesn't do us do it justice at the apex or on fight island and the in the studio fights need um the energy the, the the crowd and um that's what makes the fight so yeah i can't wait to, to do it all again you know and just uh continue this reign i told everyone this is this is my year the um my title run and it starts now so like i said before it's not too late to jump on a hype train and uh, <laughs> and let's do it <laughs> uh, how, how much of a fighter have you changed you've both fought the champ marino right you got the loss he got the draw yeah. how much have you changed as a fighter since that encounter so that was in 2019 that was in vegas at t-mobile arena um, you know, a lot of positives I can take away from that fight against the current champion, Brandon Moreno. I dropped him twice in the first round. He did well to adjust, um, but, you know, a lot has changed since that fight. He's obviously gotten better, and I, I've gotten better. Um, but the thing about the sport, it's about momentum, it's about self-belief. And um, with the Cody fight, you know, Cody had his time back in 2017 when he was the champ, uh, but it's my time now. So now two fights. Both first round uh, knockouts, uh, certainly no different this fight. You know, I'm just coming in bad intentions, and uh, I want to put it on him. I want to see the best version. I want to stuff him. When he goes to that takedown, stop it, and then put him away. So uh, that's how I see the fight happening, and uh, that's how I'll be visualizing it. So, you know, I'm already back to, I didn't really, even though I was on a holiday in, in Hawaii, I, I ran a marathon just before Christmas. Um, you know, I've, I've constantly been training, keeping my weight down. Um, staying ready so uh, yeah I haven't really stopped training since the fight so uh, yeah we'll just pick up what we left on and, and get everything firing again you're kidding me right you ran a marathon before Christmas yeah, yeah just to make room for uh, 
Uh, punch, uh, that, that's the kind of mindset I have right now. Oh my uh, god! What sort of time did you do? I did, did it just over. You know, I'm not a yeah, runner, yeah. but I did it just to just to push myself. I did it just over four four hours. Well, hey mate, that's that's fine. Just running a marath- marathon. I was saying, hey, um, I, I got to ask you as as a UFC fighter, and when you're now at a level that you are, how many? What's what's healthy for the body as far as the number of fights per year? Well, with this pandemic, you know, we've it's really been uh, been hard for New Zealand UFC fighters. Only been out of at most do two fights a year. Usually, we'd do four four fights a year. Um, that's what I'd like to do. You know, having a few months in between. Um, but my coach Eugene, he always says, you don't have holidays when you're fighting. When you choose this as a career, you can have a holiday when you retire. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's what makes the difference. That's why we have so many high-caliber fighters in our gym. We don't really have time off through Christmas, New Year's. You know, Izzy and all the boys, we're training right through just because they know they have fights coming up. So um, ideally, you know, I want to keep the ball rolling and, and fight as much as I can this year. So if I can get three or four um, in, you know, I'll be happy. But my, my goal is to be the UFC flyweight world champion. So if I can, well, once I get past this next guy, um, I want to bring the title title fight back to New Zealand or Australia. I want to give a give a fight to, to me. You know, our people, we haven't had a fight um, in over two years. Uh, UFC Auckland was the last one uh, down the east way. So, you know, it would be awesome to have the UFC come back to this side of the world. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Will you take the family with you on this next fight trip or just uh, leave them home and spare them another MIQ? <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience. You know, my son's actually been really good travelling. Um He's been to so many. He's been on nearly seven flights, which is more than a lot of people in the last two years. So, pretty pretty lucky. But yeah, I, I think for this next fight, it's just going to be uh, just the fight team. Um, I'm sure a few of the other boys will be, get on this card with me. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's definitely a different journey when you take the whole family with you. But at that time, we didn't know when we were coming home. Lucky enough, New Zealand Sport came through with a. MIQ spot, so um, yeah, very thankful for that. So hopefully, we can get another one if uh, MIQ is still around in March. Mate, there's genuine excitement about uh, the way you are performing at the moment. There is one other person I want to ask you a question about because we've seen him in the in the King in the Ring a lot. He's got a style that reminds me a little bit. It, well, it's a style I I, I think that is going to surprise a lot. How do you think Blood Diamond goes? Yeah, Blood, he's a good friend and good teammate of mine. Um, he's an exciting fighter because you just don't know what to expect. If you took a blueprint of um, how to fight, Bloods is the complete opposite. <laughs> He's got his own his own style, his own technique, uh, but it works for him. Uh, so, yeah, he, I'm excited, especially in four-ounce gloves. Um, his style is made for, for the UFC. So his debut, um, I know he's been training hard, and he's got a lot of experience. So you, you'll see that come fight night for him. Uh, you know, the UFC is the biggest stage, but... You'll see him just shine underneath those bright, bright lights. So yeah, I can't wait. Carlos is uh, comeback fight as well, so I'm excited to see him back in action. And obviously Israel rematching against yeah. Robert Whitaker. Um, I don't see it going any differently than the first fight. But in saying that, you know, Robert Whitaker has done well since that that loss. You know, he's admitted it. Uh, the better man won that night, which a lot of the middleweights in in his weight class haven't. Haven't given him his credit. They've made excuses. They, you know, it was the weight card. Uh, I won this fight. They blame the judges, but you know, Robert Whitaker actually has improved since their fight. So that makes it for an exciting matchup. I feel like he's going to wrestle more. 
But uh, yeah, I feel like Israel's going to be too too sharp. He'll eventually find a way to get to, back to his feet. If not, just stuff the takedown and uh, put him away. So I'm excited. Looks like another three feet. <laughs> I'm liking your styles, buddy. Enjoy day four and beyond in MIQ with your wife and your and your baby. And we will talk again, mate. Uh, take it easy. I appreciate the time. Thank you.